So today we're going to talk about Lost Song. I watched it on Netflix. Um, I'm not sure where else it's available because it is like an original. So I didn't find very much uh, back information on it to be honest with you. But the um, synopsis from my anime list is Rin, an energetic girl who loves to eat, lives in a verdant frontier village. Deep within the royal palace in the bustling capital city, the songstress Finnis spends her days in solitude. Both share a special power no other person has, a miraculous power that can heal wounds, create water, and stir the wind, the power of song. Guided by destiny, the two young women each face an arduous journey with the power of song. The shadow of war looms over the kingdom, tainting even the miraculous songs with the blood of innocence. Loved ones meet their deaths as silent screams echo through a stone prison. As two destinies intersect, will the final song be the one of despair, hope, or dot 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 question mark? I actually think I love the synopsis better than the entire show, so <laughs> that's something. Um, so my anime list rated it a 6.69. That's pretty low considering the show has only been on like 2018, like it finished airing in June. So I, fi I find that like a pretty low score based on like other stuff I've I've read the synopsis from. Um, so the show revolves around Rin and Finnis. Uh, so there are spoilers in this episode, FYI. <laughs> um, spoiler alert! <laughs> so uh finnis is the songstress and every time she sings in the capital like or anywhere these like magical things happen because she sings either, like the song of wind or the song of what or whatever she sings about she can make things happen but when she sings like it takes a piece of her away so she's like dying every time she uses her abilities um and rin is a little like younger a younger girl who has the same ability but doesn't seem to get ill um and what you find out later is that like Rin is actually one of Finnis's songs. Like she's been created from Finnis, uh, completely by accident. When Finnis just gives up all hope, all hope turns into this little baby, and this little baby is Rin. Uh, Rin is my my favorite character because, oh, that's hard though. So like overall, they have a weird cast. Um, but I would say that Rin is my favorite character just because she's super into food. Like she always wants to eat. But then there's also the supporting cast, um, Monica, that, like, anytime she's in danger, she passes out. And I find that very interesting. Like, she'll be, like, asleep on the ground in the middle of a war and somehow completely avoid getting hurt at all. Super realistic, really. Like, who, the, who doesn't that happen to, right? <laughs> uh, the opening theme is Uteba Soko ni Kimi ga Irukara uh, by Konomi Suzuki. And then the ending theme is Tears Echo, which is by Finnis, which is Yukari Tamura. Um, the intro is really beautiful, and so is the ending theme. Like, they're very, very nice. Like, again, in a show where everything revolves around music, you definitely don't want to... You definitely want to pull out all the stops for the talent there, or else you're kind of missing a big point of your show, I think, personally. <laughs> um, so there are 12 episodes, and it finished airing June 2018. Um, the producers were Ultra Super Pictures Mages, and the uh, we don't have any licensors that were found at the moment, but the studios were Duango and Linden Films. It was an original sourced uh, anime, so there's no manga that I could find. If you find one, please let me know. Uh, and the genres fell under drama and fantasy. So I'm going to jump right into my pros and my cons, mostly because the show was... I... <sighs> 
it was an utter waste of time. Like, I get sucked into TV shows fairly easily, which is why I enjoy doing reviews, because I can watch almost anything, at least to the end. Um, and I didn't give it, like, a terrible rate. Like, I gave it a 5 in my anime list, which isn't good. That's probably one of the lowest marks I've ever given an anime. Um, so, like, my first pro, we'll start with it. We'll start on a happy note. <laughs> uh, the songs were beautiful. Like, I loved how... Not only how they how they like were sung by their voice actors, but how they were written. Like they were really cool to visualize because of how they drew them. Like they weren't a regular sheet of music paper. They were written on these like really beautiful, um, kind of mystical scrolls that made them look just like very enticing and mysterious and only an artist could really like, only a songstress could read them type of thing like, of course if you don't know how to read music it's like reading its own language as well so i do get that but it was just a nice kind of twist on a regular sheet of music i thought it was a nice attention to detail um and i did enjoy the the songs throughout the show i'm a huge musical person though i will admit that fully at the moment like confession time so um when i knew it was a show about songs i was like yeah let's do it <laughs> Um, so my second pro is the art style. So my art style rating out of 5 was a 5. Um, this show was pretty amazing, like, art-wise, I thought. Um, I really enjoyed, like, the subtle changes they did to certain characters. Like, for example, like, um, Finnis is this, like, pure, innocent, um, gets lost walking to the bathroom kind of girl. And then at one point, the prince kind of has her as a prisoner and he makes her kill the prince, but she doesn't know she's doing it. Like, you know, like you're watching it and you're like, that's clearly the prince. What are you doing? But he manipulates her into killing the man she loves, which is this like night guy. Anyway, because he makes her do that, she like loses her, like, she just loses everything. Like she just like, her brain is just like, it snaps basically. Um, so she destroys the entire planet with the Song of Mortality, or like she pretty much like lays it to ruins. But when she uses the Song of Mortality, pardon me, when she uses the Song of Mortality, she becomes like Im Im immortal. So now she has to like suffer the rest of her life without any human contact and like without Henry, which is the whole point. She did all of it was because she just wanted to die. What's so she basically lives in the endless loophole of like, humanity because apparently everything just repeats. So she lives through all of these different lifetimes where like all these reincarnations of Henry happen, but they're not him. So she's just like completely heartbroken throughout all of like the evolution of mankind. And it's it's like throughout all of that, like she goes from like having a very innocent face to like they had give her more angular features. Like, it's very subtle, like you can still tell it's her, but they make it look like she's been through some stuff. And she goes from this like innocent sweet girl to like a very menacing looking like advocate, like some some she could team up with Queen Bera, like some she's pretty intense looking for like a minute or two in the whole show. <laughs> um so I thought that was really cool. On the flip side, I have a con about the art because I hate how they randomly were changing people's hair color. It completely confuses the story because some characters look very similar in animes, especially if they give them like, if they cover their face for some reason. And the prince very clearly has purple hair throughout like the entire show. And then in the last two episodes, because I think they're subtly trying to say that like, it's not the same universe. Like she's gone through the world once and now she's in the world again and things are different, but the same. Um, 
so the first world she's in the prince is purple hair and henry's in love with her and then the second world she comes through or like the first world again when she makes it all the way around like that futurama episode where they take the the spaceship like all the way through until they get back to their own time um she like the prince is blonde and henry doesn't love her he's in love with some princess that went missing like they just like it's it's annoying the art style change is irritating and the subtle changes in character development also irritate me because like one of the big premises and why she like loses everything is because like she loves henry and he's supposedly like in my opinion like her true love i guess and he's in love with somebody else and it's like it's dumb like there's no better word there's no better way to phrase it it's dumb <laughs> so my i'm gonna move right into my third pro because that's anyway um my third and final pro is so there is another character on the show who is um rin's best friend al he's like an up-and-coming inventor um so because he wants to be an inventor he ends up kind of apprenticing with this guy called dr wisen throughout the show and my pro is that this dr wisen constantly walks around with like a bread roll attached to his his walking stick and like it'll randomly zoom in on him taking a bite of it <laughs> and i just think that that is such a weird detail to add to a show like he's just eating a bread roll at all times and i just like it's like a Pillsbury Crescent roll like have you ever seen those commercials where they slowly roll them up and place them gingerly on the pan and then put it in the oven to bake it and then they like fluff up yeah he takes those off the pan sticks them on his walking stick and throughout the show he's just eating them <laughs> and I think that's really funny and just like a such a weird touch to a show but I really liked it and I just had to had to point that out if you're gonna even waste your time turning this on just pay attention to the old man um another con i had is I, I hated the voice of the songstress like finnis she speaks in i know that like i get why she sounds like she sounds but it's like nails on a chalkboard it's a really irritating voice um so i just i really disliked anytime she had to talk and finally my biggest con what the heck was up with that ending like i <laughs> Uh, so Finnis goes all the way around the universe again and is back and when she gets back like you're caught up with Rin because Rin was created after she actually destroys the world so in the first world it's just Finnis she destroys the world but there's like a crossover between universes so you think they're in the same timeline but they never actually meet yet and then basically what happens is, is Finnis destroys the world and when she destroys the world she gives up her hope at one point so she sings the song of hope to like give it up and move forward with her life and like basically she's like fuck all the good in the universe I'm done with this crap and she just like gives up on hope and decides to just like do whatever it takes to get back to her time so that she can get so she can destroy the world again and try to die um so she does all of that and then because of that uh Rin is born and Rin is raised in like a villa village and then you're kind of following through Rin's timeline technically at the end of it all so Rin decides to help Finnis even though Finnis like doesn't really actually want the help but she does and what happens is because Rin is made of the Song of Hope and Finnis gave up hope, they kind of complete each other like two sides to a yin and yang, like 
two halves to a whole, all that fun stuff. So they end up together on like this random like podium in the middle of the water singing. So Rin is singing the song of hope and Finnis is singing the song of mortality and together it's like a beautiful duet and basically at the end of the song Rin turns into like bubbles and dies because she's not actually like anything. She was created from the song and then the song is returned to Finnis. So that's as much as a conclusion as you really get. They give you like a small snippet of like, where are they now? Like, you know, they do that in the movies, like so-and-so ended up here, but it's not clear. Like, you don't know if Henry and Finnis end up together. Um, randomly out of nowhere, a character's like a long lost princess. So she's like running the kingdom, even though it's never mentioned anywhere throughout the show. I think they just pulled that out of nowhere. Al does end up becoming like an inventor, which is pretty cool. And then Finnis is randomly pregnant. Like, the end of the show is, like, her sitting on a log and her, like, maid walks up to her and she's pregnant. And you're just like, okay, what? Where did this come from? Who is she with? Like, how did this happen? I don't know. There are too many unanswered questions. I'm not cool with it. I feel like that just needs to be said. I am super duper not cool with it. Um, aside from that, I, it was really hard for me to find any fun facts or adders about the show. Um, when it's a brand new creation it's not a lot of history on it so I did do some searching and beyond what is on my anime list.net there really isn't that much detail I'm so sorry I yawned into my microphone I apologize but um, the next episode of our show is going to be about the new season of Seven Deadly Sins. It's out. I'm very excited. And we're actually going to have a feature on the manga, so that's pretty cool. Um, if you have any questions or any uh, ideas for the show or any like needs improvements, I would love to hear about them. Um, the best way to get in contact with me is through uh, Instagram. So I'm at the Anime Cave, all one word. Uh, and like send me a message through there that is i'm on instagram more than any other form of social media so that would be the best way to reach out especially if you have any like anime recommendations that would be amazing or if you want a guest on the show and you want to talk about anime let's let's do that that would be awesome too so i really appreciate that you took the time to listen and uh talk about last song uh follow-up roundup just saying it's not worth watching you don't have to do it everything you needed to know was right here Anyway, have yourselves a lovely day, and uh, thank you so much. Alright, so it is October 24th, and today we're just doing a quick review of... Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Anime Cave podcast. This week is about the new season of Seven Deadly Sins. So for those of you who have watched the show, you know that there was uh, the original season that came out in, I believe it was 2014, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm like secretly Googling it because I feel like I should know that right now. Yeah, 2014. And then there was that other season that was like basically an OVA season that came out in 2016 and now in 2018 we have the what I'm calling official second season because I hated the middle season that they created to like pass the time I suppose um so the newest season um on my anime list.net is rated 8.31 what I find really weird is there's no synopsis to describe the new season. 
Um, which, I mean, it's completely different from the original. So the original season synopsis was, in a world similar to European Middle Ages, the feared yet revered holy knights of Britannia use immensely powerful magic to protect the region of Britannia and its kingdom. However, a small subset of knights supposedly betrayed their homeland and turn their blades against their comrades in an attempt to overthrow the ruler, Lioness. Lioness? Lion, lions. Um, <laughs> they were defeated by the Holy Knights, but rumored to, be, to continue to persist like these legendary knights called the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, ten years later, the Holy Knights themselves staged a coup uh, d'etat and thus became the new tyrannical rulers of the Kingdom of Lioness. So the entire series is based on a manga, and... The newest season is a Netflix, they're both Netflix originals. So there are obviously the Seven Deadly Sins, and then there is Elizabeth, who in this season you sort of kind of figure out is like the reincarnation of Liz, who is Meliodas's true love. Um, and like a brief mini synopsis of my own creation. Um, this season is about the Ten, the Ten Commandments. Uh, breaking through the seal, uh, so, like, the ten most powerful demons that were bestowed gifts by the demon king, and each of them has a special ability. So, like, for example, one of them, you're incapable of lying in front of him. So if you lie, you get turned to stone. Um, and throughout the different episodes of this season, you figure out most of their powers. On, like, the other side of this, um, you kind of delve a little deeper into the powers of each of the sins, uh, except for Diane, that's uh, a little bit irritating, actually. Um, so I'm going to just sort of jump into my pros and cons. So a big pro for me this season when there was, was a, there was a lot more romance. So Meliodas is a lot more emotionally romantic towards Elizabeth. He was very just handsy all over her body in season one. But he, you can see that he's like more romantically invested in her this season and you learn kind of a little bit more about their history like Meliodas was an, a holy knight and he actually brought Elizabeth to the king originally so that's how the king adopted her um and then Bon and Elaine like they're Bon is my absolute favorite character in the show so his whole story with Elaine is fabulous and that he's been going back to the fairy world every like certain number of years and basically like cutting his wrists and feeding his blood like his blood to the forest so it can grow back um because he's he's unkillable right so he's been doing his part to protect her forest and i think that that is freaking awesome one of the best and most wonderful things they could have done with his character um, in addition to that, uh, King kind of goes back to the fairy forest and protects the people and kind of gives them their, like, self-respect back and kind of reconnects with uh, his roots there, uh, no pun intended. But thing that really happens in this show that just, like, breaks my heart is that in I do believe that it's in... I think episode two, maybe episode three, that uh, Gowther and Diane get in a big fight because I don't know if you remember the first season at the very end, Gowther's kind of sort of in a relationship with one of the Holy Knights. Um, you find out in this season that he actually removed her memories in the hopes of trying to get a heart and understand love. 
Um, and this like completely disgusts Diane because he takes away this girl's memories of her little brother because he doesn't deem them necessary. So Diane and him get in this like full out brawl, like destroying buildings, just completely immensely fighting to the point that uh, Merlin, they basically turn Gouther into a doll, like back into a doll because he was originally a doll. Uh, and even though he's in a doll form, he starts removing Diane's memories very slowly. And so that really, really, really sucks. So that kind of leads me into my pros and cons of the show. One of my biggest cons, or actually two of my cons, first of all, Gouther is a con. I cannot stand his character. Whoever wrote him did a fantastic job creating a doll because I just want to kill him most of the time. Um, and then another con is what happens with Diane's memories because the whole love story between her and King, in my opinion, is incredibly dragged out and boring. Nobody cares that Diane and King love each other. Nobody cares. Like, just throw it in front of everybody like Bon and Elaine and just let it be a thing. Stop dragging it out. Unless, with these memories being gone, I thought maybe it would bring up like a, like a love triangle, like Diane will fall for somebody else while her memories are gone. But no, that's not what happens at all. It's ridiculous and it's a waste of time. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Anime Cave podcast. This week is about the new season of Seven Deadly Sins. So for those of you who have watched the show, you know that there was uh, the original season that came out in, I believe it was 2014, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm like secretly Googling it because I feel like I should know that right now. Yeah, 2014. And then there was that other season that was like basically an OVA season that came out in 2016. And now in 2018, we have the what I'm calling official second season because I hated the middle season that they created to like pass the time, I suppose. Um, so the newest season um, on my anime list net is rated 8.31 what I find really weird is there's no synopsis to describe the new season um which I mean it's completely different from the original so the original season synopsis was in a world similar to European middle ages the feared yet revered holy knights of Britannia use immensely powerful magic to protect the region of Britannia and its kingdom however a small subset of knights supposedly betrayed their homeland and turned their blades against their comrades in an attempt to overthrow the ruler Lyonnais. Lyonnais? Lyonnais. Um, <laughs> they were defeated by the Holy Knights, but rumored to be to continue to persist like these legendary knights called the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, ten years later, the Holy Knights themselves staged a coup uh, d'etat and thus became the new tyrannical rulers of the Kingdom of Leones. So the entire series is based on a manga, and the newest season is a Netflix, they're both Netflix originals. So there are obviously the seven deadly sins. And then there is Elizabeth who in this season, you sort of kind of figure out is like the reincarnation of Liz, who is Meliodas's true love. Um, 
and like a brief mini synopsis of my own creation um this season is about the ten the ten commandments uh breaking through the seal uh so like the ten most powerful demons that were bestowed gifts by the demon king and each of them has a special ability so like for example one of them you're incapable of lying in front of him so if you lie you get turned to stone um and throughout the different episodes of this season you figure out most of their powers on like the other side of this um you kind of delve a little deeper into the powers of each of the sins uh except for diane that's uh a little bit irritating actually um so i'm gonna just sort of jump into my pros and cons so a big pro for me this season when there was, was a, there was a lot more romance. So Meliodas is a lot more emotionally romantic towards Elizabeth. He was very just handsy all over her body in season one. But he, you can see that he's like more romantically invested in her this season. And you learn kind of a little bit more about their history. Like Meliodas was in a holy knight and he actually brought Elizabeth to the king originally. So that's how the king adopted her. Um, and then Bon and Elaine, like, they're, Bon is my absolute favorite character in the show, so his whole story with Elaine is fabulous, and that he's been going back to the fairy world every, like, certain number of years, and basically, like, cutting his wrists and feeding his blood, like, his blood to the forest so it can grow back, um, because he's, he's unkillable, right? So he's been doing his part to protect her forest, and I think that that is freaking awesome one of the best and most wonderful things they could have done with his character um in addition to that uh king kind of goes back to the fairy forest and protects the people and kind of gives them their like self-respect back and kind of reconnects with uh, his roots there uh, no pun intended but thing that really happens in this show that just like breaks my heart is that in, I do believe that it's in I think episode two maybe episode three that uh Gauther and Diane get in a big fight because I don't know if you remember the first season at the very end Gauther's kind of sort of in a relationship with one of the holy knights um you find out in this season that he actually removed her memories in the hopes of trying to get a heart and understand love um and this, like, completely disgusts Diane because he takes away this girl's memories of her little brother because he doesn't deem them necessary. So Diane and him get in this, like, full-out brawl, like, destroying buildings, just completely immensely fighting to the point that uh, Merlin... They basically turn Gauther into a doll, like, back into a doll because he was originally a doll. Uh, and even though he's in a doll form, he starts removing Diane's memories very slowly and so that really 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 sucks so that kind of leads me into my pros and cons of the show one of my biggest cons or actually two of my cons first of all Gauther is a con I cannot stand his character whoever wrote him did a fantastic job creating a doll because I just want to kill him most of the time um, and then another con is what happens with Diane's memories, because the whole love story between her and King, in my opinion, is incredibly dragged out and boring. 
Nobody cares that Diane and King love each other. Nobody cares. Like, just throw it in front of everybody like Bon and Elaine and just let it be a thing. Stop dragging it out. Unless, with these memories being gone, I thought maybe it would bring up like a, like a love triangle. Like, Diane will fall for somebody else while her memories are gone. But no, that's not what happens at all. It's ridiculous and it's a waste of time. And my final con is they just tried to fit a lot, and I know it's 24 episodes, but they could have totally added more to the story or more depth to the story if they had maybe taken out a couple of little things and added them later, or um, abolished the entire erasing Diane's memories thing because she was barely in the show, and I know it helped us get like a history on her, but <sighs> we could have totally done without it, in my opinion, just saying. Uh, my pro again, so more romance. Um, it's funny because I just said that, but more history on each of the characters was definitely more important. And a third pro is just Hawk's new power. I think it's super cool that every time Hawk eats something, if it's from, if it has magical uh, properties, Hawk like transforms into demon Hawk or part fish Hawk or <laughs> weird Hawk. And uh, that was kind of neat. Another thing that was also super neat about this show this time was the uh, power levels. Originally, I didn't like them, but then it kind of got kind of cool. So Merlin gives Hawk this earring that lets Hawk see like everybody's ability levels, and like Hawk kind of spews them out like poker card index style throughout the whole <laughs> season. And I thought that was kind of cute, a little bit different. Um, so. The opening theme for this season uh, is called Howling by Flo X Gran Rodeo. So, so there's that. Um, so that was for episodes 2 to 12. And then uh, for the final 13 to 23, Eme Gefuru Kara Niji Dedero by Skypiece. Then there were three ending themes. So uh, for episode 1, it was Howling. Again, by Floex uh, Grand Rodeo. By, uh, for episodes 2 to 12, it was Beautiful by Anley. And for episodes 13 to 24, it was Chike by Sora Amamiya. So that was kind of neat. And just like a little bit of information. Uh, it was 24 episodes. I did not know that going in for some reason. I'm so used to 12-episode shows. Totally threw me off. Uh, it finished airing in June of this year. The producers are Aniplex, Dentsu, Kodansha, Muvik, Semi. Uh, I couldn't find any licensers, licensers, pardon me, but the studios were A1 Pictures, and the source is obviously the manga. And this season falls under action, adventure, supernatural, magic, fantasy, and shunen. I think all of those are appropriate, and it's rated PG-13, teens 13 or older. So the anime list.net uh, is 8.31. I would rate this uh, 9. I thought that it was awesome, such a fun show to watch, uh, immersive, um, just like a feel-good show. I love Meliodas's voice, I think that he does an amazing job. Um, beyond that, uh, Bon is obviously my favorite character, so that's always a, <laughs> a little bit of a spoil for me because his character is just so freaking cool um and then a new little introduction to uh the show is my friend serena 
has taken the perspective from the manga's point of view, so I'm going to read it to you. So you guys can check her out on Instagram. Uh, if you go through Instagram, you can see her on there. Uh, so Serena's uh, review of The Seven Deadly Sins. The concept of using sins to portray a storyline is as old as, well, the sins themselves. This manga, however, has a refreshingly depressing take on how each of the sins are named. Each sin, each sin correlates to the main character and their actions in past events. Each character gets a fairly large, dedicated section to expand their backstories and give insight on why they act the way they do in the present. The transition into backstories are actually very smooth. The flashbacks are explained or given a reason for happening, such as a character retelling the story. The dialogue between the characters is some of the best I've ever seen, at least in my personal opinion. <laughs> I say that too. <laughs> to me, the candor and rapport amongst both the main and side characters was very natural, not at all forced. Okay, so I'm going to cut in there. I completely agree with Serena on this, especially when it comes to Captain and Bond. Their boy relationship or friendship, I think, is so relatable for, like, the guys I know. Like, you haven't seen each other in a really long time, and you get all excited, and they get, like fighty excited and i thought that that was really awesome to incorporate within the, the the anime um anyway back to the review uh though definitely a bit exaggerated to be more entertaining in some scenes and chapters the protagonists and antagonists have a really nice back and forth uh with each one of the antagonists reacting differently and having different conversation types with every protagonist they interact with and vice versa it's not all just you're labeled as a bad guy, so I'm only going to try to kick your butt as soon as we see each other, thankfully. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the emotional growth and journey that you see and really actually go on with these characters creates a bond between you and the fictional personalities. For me, this connection was enough to make me feel very invested and really moved by the feelings each character was going through. I completely agree with this statement. I was fully invested in Bond's feelings, uh, Elizabeth's feelings just throughout the whole show watching the different personalities and their t and their temperaments completely changed what i thought about them in my opinion when it's when the minute details change between scenes or the subtle foreshadowing happens so you can in part feel the suspense of what the detailing will impact that a manga has clearly gotten me hooked i think i read that wrong for a book to make me keep craving another volume in a series while simultaneously making me not want to read more so that the reading experience doesn't end, now that's an immersive world. Let's talk about the character design, shall we? It is absolutely freaking beautiful. Each character introduced clearly and has a lot of thought put into their design. Everything from their name to their hair and outfits is carefully handpicked to best suit their personality and demeanor. I agree with that except for Elizabeth. She wears the most sexually stimulating outfits for a very demure lady. <laughs> but that's clearly from Meliodas. <laughs> Overall, I highly recommend giving this manga a go. While the story uh, concept is simplistic, the execution of it is wonderful. It is a long and currently ongoing series, so if you're looking for a quick read, I'd stay away from this one until you've got a few free hours to spare. And Serena's final scores, her art style was a 9 out of 10. Dialogue, she gives it 8 out of 10. And overall story is 7.5 out of 10. So thank you so much, Serena. And if again, you can check her out on Instagram. Uh, or you can uh, send me a message through my Instagram, The Anime Cave, and I'll totally link you over to her. Uh, hopefully we can see some more of her reviews in the future, because she's fabulous. Uh, 
Um, beyond that, I hope that you'd enjoyed today's uh, podcast. And we will be announcing the next anime review on my Instagram. So that's at the Anime Cave. Uh, give us a follow. Let me know what you think of the podcast. And if there's any improvements you can think of, that would be amazing. Or if you just want a guest star on it and we can uh, chat about anime together. That'd be super fun. Have yourself a great day.